Please welcome Sabrina Zada to What's There At. Hi, Sab. Hi, Corey. <laughs> I'm so happy you're here. Thanks. Thank you for being my first guest on What's There At. I'm so happy to be here. What an honor. My first guest, such a good friend of mine. <laughs> I'm so excited to learn about you. I'm excited to share what I know so far about myself with you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, since I met you at Maggie Lindman's music video, I was just so drawn to you. Oh, I love that. Besides the fact that you were just a perfect <laughs> specimen, you have these amazing dainty features and you had the pink hair <laughs> and you have this amazing skin tone and this insane sim of a body. You have this pure sweet energy that I've really never experienced in LA. It's like special, it's rare. It's very sweet. <laughs> yeah, and so I've always been so curious. I almost thought I was like, how can anyone be this nice? But then I got to know you and I was like, no, she's, she's this nice. You know what I think is so interesting? You're from Texas, right? Mm -hmm. And you're Filipino, Chinese, and Hispanic? Mm -hmm. I'm actually, I did 23 and Me recently, and I'm actually a lot more than what I thought before. Really? Yeah. But what's your mom, what's your dad? Um, I don't know exactly, because I'm not actually very close with them. But you're not? Mm -mm. Who did you grow up with? For a bit of time, it was my mom until I was 14. And then with my aunt, one of my aunts, what, until I was like, I want to say like 19, 18, 19, before I went to college. Wow, Sabrina had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> and so you've never been close to your dad? Um, no. I, I think he was like, he was in my life for like, honestly, I want to say like a couple days out of my life <laughs> where I mm. met him and it just wasn't, um, but his, his side of the family, I do know like, a few like one of my uncles I'm close with and then um I was close with my grandma for like a small bit but I wasn't close with him really ever he didn't really want to be a part of it that is so interesting so you don't you have no contact with him right now at all no not at all and you've only met him a few times yeah Sabrina that is so interesting I feel like that is so telling to why you're such a kind person it's like there's this like pain in there that you don't want other people to feel yeah that makes a lot of sense oh my god i want to unpack this so much more <laughs> i wish i had known so i could have like kind of been ready for it you know what i mean the but that's the no you just hit me i'm like i'm gonna cry when i get home no i'm just kidding. um so well at least you had your mom's side right and you had his family yeah i and, have like yeah. pieces of different relatives but mm -hmm. um for the most part i definitely felt I didn't know who to talk to when I was younger because no one else in my family had exactly been through what I was going through. And so I definitely was just like very like, okay, like I don't know what other people are going through either way. So I'm just going to try to be like the best version of myself so that I'm not hurting other people the way that I've felt. Hurt. Yeah. You just didn't want people to, f you just didn't want people to feel alone the way that you did. Yeah. And may I ask why you moved in with your aunt? Um, Kind of. Honestly, it was because my mom decided to leave. So you're, both of your parents left? Yeah. Sabrina. <laughs> um, I have even more respect for you now. Oh, thank and you. And why you're so kind. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's to prepare. Okay. <laughs> it's just so sweet that you're just this person that cares so much about other people. I just, I grew up with my dad. Um, I had a relationship with my mother, but I I was raised by my dad, so I know what that feels like to miss, you know, one. 
And I just think it makes you even more of an incredible person and strong. And then, did you move to LA by yourself? I did. You did? And how old were you? I was 19. I moved um, to LA um, right after I lived in Vegas for a couple couple months, mm-hmm. just because I fell in love at that time. And You fell in love? At the time, and then I fell out of uh, love. <laughs> and you were 19. Oh, I know that 19-year-old love. Yeah. That love that you think you're never going to find again. Yeah. That takes over. But isn't being in love when you're a teenager so beautiful? Because so beautiful. you don't have the same responsibilities. No. So at your you're entire risk world, it all. <laughs> your entire world is just love. Yeah. Yeah, I saw in one of your YouTube videos, you said you wish you had appreciated being younger when you were young. Yeah, I 100% <laughs> feel that way. And like, I didn't even want to bring it up because I totally understood. But do you, do you want to elaborate on what you meant? Yeah, absolutely. So when I was younger, I felt like I was always waiting to leave whatever I was in Mm -hmm. because I just wanted to feel like safe. And I felt like the safest I felt was when I was by myself or just taking care of myself. So I was ready to leave like independent. Yeah. And I didn't want like, I think for a while, I didn't want to feel like I was burdening anyone in my life. So I was like, I feel like if I could take care of myself, but I never really tapped into like being like a child. I think the most I felt like a child was when I would play dolls when I was really little. Did you play dolls until you were older then? Yeah, I played dolls till I was like 13, 14. (laughs) That's really sweet. I call that the Justin Bieber effect. Yeah. (laughs) Why do you call it that? When your childhood gets taken away and you need some extra years to be a kid. Yeah. Right? The Peter Pan. You know, it's like all of LA really in a different kind of self-destructive way yeah you know yeah uh, like running away from responsibilities when you think about it, everyone in LA is an avoidant we all mm-hmm. ran from somewhere else right yeah um so we moved from Texas to Vegas mm-hmm. and then LA yeah got it I was actually still going to school in Texas but I did not finish that you didn't finish college Mm-mm. I didn't either I like actually it was like I was supposed to be going to university and then Mac passed Mac Miller passed, and he's like my favorite artist ever. And then I, on my way to my class, and it was like the first month of the year, or the first month of the school year, and or the second month, I think. And then that happened, and I was like so heartbroken. I was like, I cannot be here. I don't even want to be here. I just, I kind of just wanted to go to university to get out of where, like, so that I, no one had, so I didn't have to depend on anyone besides yeah. myself. Mm-hmm. And, and then, like, I think when I fell in love with him, it was kind of like, oh, like, I'm going to leave to Vegas and I don't need to be in school. And I just remember going back home and being like, I should just, I should just listen to my heart. And so I listened to my heart and it just kept going and I kept listening. And when that was done, I was like, you know what? Like, I was already living in, I feel like I'm skipping so many things. No, it's funny because (laughs) as you talk, I have so many new questions. So no, it's okay. I'm going to bring them back. I'm going to circle back because it's all interesting. So it's just so interesting that, your favorite artist passing was a catalyst for you to leave school and kind of follow your intuition for a different path. Yeah. It's funny too, because not to make this about me, but Mac Miller was one of my favorite artists as well. And about a week before he died, a friend of mine said, come, come hang out with me at at my friend's house. I said, okay. You know, and I went there and it was in the hills. It wasn't far from where I was living at the time. And it was Mac Miller's house. And it was me, him, and two other girls. And we sat through the sunset by a bonfire and told stories for hours. I love that. 
it was like one of the best days, you know, and with someone that had meant a lot to me as well. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't think he was aware of the effect that he had had on my childhood, but it was very special to yeah. me. And then a week later he passed. <gasps> so I, when you brought it up, I remember this era of time very well. I remember who I was at the time too. Mm -hmm. So I think we were, you are two years younger than me, but that was a very, impressionable era where we were all kind of figuring things out not that we're not still but it was almost like reckless in a way where it was like i gotta move i gotta jump yeah because people like mac are dying no literally exactly yes. i was like no he's like in my brain i'm thinking he's gonna be protected for his entire life like he is like you know god sent like messiah yeah like yeah. i literally felt like everything that he spoke about in his music was just exactly what everyone needed i didn't expect like the universe to take him away and it still makes me so sad yeah. like it's beautiful though the way music will carry us though like the things that he has given us we will be able to cherish forever yeah you know when, when we drive home later i'm gonna play him for yeah. us and what was your favorite song by him <sighs> i would say the spins Ooh. even though it's a little bit cliche no, it's so beautiful i love that song yeah i have just so many vivid memories to it it just makes me feel i listen good. to it like constantly yes. so i completely <laughs> yeah oh my god i i want to talk about music now yeah so sav you're a musician yes and you are incredibly talented I had the pleasure of listening to all your songs on repeat last night while I was writing about you. And, you know, at first glance, upon first listen, I was like, I like these songs. These are great. And then as I kept them on repeat, I was like, I am obsessed with these songs. And First Time was my favorite. And then 1005 just gets me going. I love all of them. So what was your first single? My first single that I really, actually I used to release a lot of music on SoundCloud because okay. I just wanted to like start the way that a lot of my favorites started. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, okay, I can release it a bunch of places. So I started releasing, I think the first like everywhere release was maybe like, I want to say Peter Pan. Oh, okay. And was that 2021? I think so. I want to say yes. So releasing music is, I mean, it's twenty. Might have been 2020. Oh, really? So it's like a little bit newer. I released some stuff in 2020, but that might have been on SoundCloud, so I might be a little fair. Bit. Well, because like I have a lot of musician friends, and I know that it's a, a rigorous process mm -hmm. to get on Spotify, Apple Music, just the releasing and all the things that go on um, behind the scenes. So, do you have a label, or do you self mm -hmm. you self release everything? Um, I self released Peter Pan and Stable, and I feel like something else. Um, but then the recent songs that I've released, I've had some help from a group that I've been working with in London. Like we work online like on the computer like they came to wow. la not too long ago they're called bond music vision and they produce for you they help me produce yeah okay so that's usually those are your go-to producers mm -hmm. i was going to ask you about that are you going to get into producing I your own music to. i really want to i was getting into it and i released some self-produced stuff on soundcloud okay. but then i listened to it back and i was like this is terrible <laughs> it needs to go down but that's a part of the fun right mm -hmm. you're learning um that, that that just means you have so much to look forward to yeah right I feel like once i get a hang of that even though it's so technical, I also learned that you could change the colors on like when you're producing stuff on Logic. Oh, what does change the colors mean? Like I could change it from like blue to like pink. And so I started making it pink and it was so much more fun to like Just learn. visually what the program looks mm -hmm. like? Um, is it Logic? Mm hmm. Hmm, that's very interesting. I am obsessed with 
like color theory. Me and too. I really care about colors and how they make me make people feel. I think about them in the videos and I make in the photos. So I really relate to that. Thank you for telling me that. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> like it means enough. so much to me. <laughs> so your family is from Texas, right? Like I know you're multi-ethnic, but you grew up in Texas. Mm -hmm. Where did this pink fairy nature princess <laughs> aesthetic come from? Was that always like who you were? Did that build in LA? I feel like honestly that's always been who I that's always who I've been. Yeah. And I feel like growing up, my favorite shows like had to do with like Totally Spies, Wins Club, Barbie movies, like just anything that was like and I like loved nature growing up. Like I any animal that was like near me like I just I loved taking care of animals and I loved like being in nature and just being outside and playing with dolls and I don't know all of that and I always imagine like I actually remember like when I was younger and I was living in a very specific like space and I remember like having dreams of like flying and I used to read like um like I remember like levitating when I was little but I could be completely wrong but like I remember it was either a dream or it would like actually happen um, I believe it happened. I feel like it really happened. I was flying around my room and I used to read just like a lot of books on fairies and it's just always something I've been into like since I was like little and it's my favorite thing like fairy tales and it's just I love it and I feel so connected to it and it's like an escape world mm -hmm. from your real world. A little bit. It also feels like the real world to me because mm -hmm. I did like a past life regression a couple like a year or two ago and the girl that did the past life regression she was amazing and she was just like oh yeah like you were like in the fifth dimension like you were a fairy like in the past life and so I was you like, really were a fairy i truly believe that. i'd like to believe that <laughs> <gasps> wow i had you all wrong <laughs> when you moved to la did you intend to be a model did you move here for modeling and social media or did that just happen because you're gorgeous I was doing social media as soon as I as soon as I graduated basically I started feeling free to post whatever I wanted on Instagram and because I was living in a very strict household okay and so With your I, aunt yeah and so I wasn't allowed to post literally basically anything that was really anything but was that a religious thing no it was just um control a little bit interesting but um once I graduated I was like I'm free to do whatever I want I'm gonna dye my yeah. hair I'm gonna bleach mm -hmm. it like as soon as I graduated, I bleached my entire head and then um, went to university. I started figuring out exactly how I wanted my place to be. And I, I already painted. I did a lot of things like that before. I played, made music. But then, um, oh, so I just started showing myself online on social media. As soon as I went to, like, I started posting pictures of myself and I decided to travel before I left. And people knew who I was, which was kind of nice. Like when I was in New York the first time, they were like, oh, hi. And I was like, hello. Yeah. Like, that's so crazy that someone knows who I am. Because um, it was just like, it was nice. Cause yeah, because you have such a unique look. It's like, no one forgets you. That was, thank you. You know? <laughs> and where does pacifist come from that oh. you're at? So pacifist, oh, so that goes into this. So basically pacifist is, um, I'm a, sorry, I'm a pacifist and my name is Sabrina. And so I put like pacifist and stab together when I was making like my username. And it was one of the many usernames I was coming up with when I wanted to decide who I, who I was and how I wanted to present myself. And then um, it kind of worked out because once I lived in Vegas, I got a DM from a mother agent, uh, like 
someone that does like modeling and Wait. I was just like oh yeah like that sounds fun she's like oh come and we'll do some auditions and I don't know why but I trusted her and I'm glad I did and even though we don't work together I'm really grateful that I you know got to meet her and she introduced me to so many agencies and so I moved to LA for modeling I lived with LA models for in the like, model apartment yeah in the model apartment and then I don't work with LA models anymore but they gave me a bunch of opportunities that I will always be grateful for mm. And same with, like, other agencies I've been with, you know, like, yeah. Are you still signed now? Um, I actually just left uh, an agency that I was with, but I still talk to them here and there. They're actually very sweet, and um, I'm with a manager right now. That's what I was going to ask next. So you wanted to go the manager route. That You know what? That means you made it big time. (laughs) When you have one point of contact and they're handling everything and you're not a face on a roster anymore, you leveled up. That's really nice. Yeah, that's this is good news. Yeah. I think that's what I wanted. I wanted, after a while, I was like, I really want someone that's just going to focus on, like, me. Not because I don't think other people, you know, but just because I I need the communication. Like, totally. It's so important to me, and it just felt like that's what I wanted, especially yeah. living in L.A. I was like, there's so much going on, and yeah. I don't want to run into someone from the same agency and be like, oh, like, I don't know, it's kind of, it sounds kind of confusing, but in my brain it makes sense. Well, you're also not building a modeling career anymore. Yeah, you're exactly. building a brand. You're a musician, That's you're a model, you're an influencer, a YouTuber. Are there any other things you want to be doing? Mm, actually, I definitely want to get into acting eventually. Wow, yeah. I can see that. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, you definitely have the perfect features for that. I always look at study actors' faces and I'm like, <laughs> I think that one part of like the physicality of it is like to have distinct features that people remember. You. You also. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I mean, I've I've done classes for years. If there's ever any tips, advice, like anyone I could put you in contact with, like we should talk after. I would love that. Oh, my pleasure. (laughs) You know what? I've been through so much in like the entertainment world and life in general. And I think I'm so grateful that I'm able to be a vessel for the bumps and the bruises so that I can share with other people and they can avoid them. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I actually really understand that. I feel that in like um, different aspects. I feel that with like um, certain things with like like pain and hurt. I'm like, oh, if someone needs me, like I'm literally there. I'm like, whatever you need, like how, if you need me to listen or sit with you, if you need advice or Mm -hmm. um, someone just like be like, yeah, that sucks or like whatever someone needs I'm like oh yeah kind of like therapy like a therapist yeah well as I know you're an empath like me Mm -hmm. and so I think with us it's important to be there for people but also find that balance Mm -hmm. for for many years I've struggled with you know wanting to be able to be a shoulder to cry on but then also not being the person that is literally like I will take your pain out of your body and put it in mine yeah because that's how I feel so strongly constantly I love so hard I I feel so hard I work so hard you know I'm like I just need to relax sometimes yeah so I think you've got a good balance where it's like you're there for someone but you're not inhaling their pain yeah I've actually been learning how to stop doing that because I started working with a therapist um actually a trauma therapist who's amazing her name is holly and she's just the best sounds fine she is she's like super like girl power like i love her but um she's been giving me like the best um advice and the best um guidance and it's been helping me learn how to make like boundaries and being like okay i could care about people without giving everything and still being there for like myself and you know no that's great i've 
been learning a lot about the same kind of concepts from a book I'm reading. You were telling me about that. Yeah, it's called The Empath Survival Guide. And it's taught me so much like about putting up shields when I feel overwhelmed in a room or like this is a funny little secret that nobody knows really. But when I'm at a party or I'm at a friend's house or I'm at a boy's house, I'll always go to the restroom and I'll be in there for so long <laughs> because I will be taking breaths and centering and like really like resetting mm -hmm. because I feel like I'm constantly putting out so much energy. So I like need to go back and reset take some breaths <laughs> and then come back out and give you a new fuller version of me because I've yeah. been like depleting as the hours have gone on. Yeah, even in a car ride to the mm. to a party, I feel totally. that so much. Mm -hmm. Every time I get somewhere, I have to go like to the bathroom first and I'm like, I don't mind how this makes me look. Yeah. I just need a second. Your business. <laughs> I'm like, I need to go to the bathroom and really I'm just in there like, yeah. It's why we need so much sleep. Yeah. No, it's amazing. We're sleepy babies. I am, I'm a sleep slut. <laughs> and I'll take it any way I can get it. <laughs> Four hours, five hours. <laughs> no, I really need like nine hours. Feel that a lot. I want to go back to music because I'm such a fan. <laughs> if you had a fan army, what would we be called? Mm. Um, Sabians. <laughs> that's really cute. Wait, I love that. What do you, how do you say it? The Sabians. Sabians. I like that. I was thinking like a long time ago when I was doing like well not a long time ago. I don't know. I'm like years ago. When I was doing YouTube, I was thinking like passiberries, but I feel like that's not very broad for everyone. Passiberries is so cute. <laughs> or like even like um, I don't know. I like passiberries. I feel like they would know better than I do. Two for one at the grocery store. <laughs> You're like in the front at Trader Joe's. <laughs> That'd be cute. Some passiberries. <laughs> no, that I love that so. The reason I brought that up is because your newest single, Sabrina Fair, mm -hmm. is incredible. Thank you. You have this genre bending sound. It's kind of like lo-fi folk pop. Thank you. And I made that up. It doesn't exist. But that's why I'm so drawn to you as an I artist. I love lo-fi. Right? Anyone that knows me, like, I'm always playing lo-fi. Like, this, it's probably Sweet. playing in my room right now, and I'm not even home. Easy listening, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's what everyone is looking for right now, especially in the creative industries. It's so saturated, and music especially. We've heard it all. So we're looking for, like, who's making something different? Mm -hmm. And that's why I think you're such a star. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and Sabrina Fair, in particular, has this kind of indie experimental sound that kind of reminds me of, like, old Willow Smith. Thank you. Right? That's a big compliment. <laughs> and I know you guys are really good friends. She is very, she's very amazing. She's so talented and I have nothing but good things to say about her. From the outside looking in, she just seems like such an incredible person. So smart, so connected, so talented that I'm, I'm also a fan. I'm a Smithian. <laughs> um, but so when I heard that song, I thought of that and I was like, I wonder if, Sab takes inspo <laughs> from her friend, you know? I actually, with that specific song, um, or just with this album, I didn't really, t I usually, I don't know how to describe this, I guess, I took more inspo from, I want to say just like nature, and Beautiful. like just, I kind of let the song like, kind of like um, Michelangelo, how he, when he um, sculpts, he says that, or he would say that the marble, the I guess the sculpture was just waiting for him to mm. like sculpt away. So that's kind of how I felt with the songs that I've made. Beautiful. I feel like it almost feels like it just came from like um, 
my higher self rather than just like where I'm at. Do you feel very connected to your inner being? I do, actually. Your most, intuition? Most days, on good days. <laughs> do you meditate for that or is it I innate? Do. It's Honestly, I want to say it's innate. Yeah. But I definitely, when I meditate, I feel the most connected and I feel the best. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I feel like I can actually give from like a good place and not um, from a place that's, uh, I want to say I can give from like a full cup, yeah. overflowing cup. Yeah. Do you have a prayer you say every day? For me, like, I'm asking because I don't meditate as much as I'd like to. I probably meditate maybe, like, once every two days, but I pray constantly. Mm -hmm. Like, I have a prayer I say every day, and then I have moments where I just take a moment to pray. That's what I also do in the bathroom, by the way. (laughs) For the record, I'm praying. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, yep, not not this is it. so funny. So I was just wondering if it was the same for you. I actually do pray very often, Mm -hmm. but I I feel like I have – I'm trying to think if I have a consistent prayer that I say. Um, I I think one of the ones is definitely that I'm safe. And if I'm ever feeling really overwhelmed from um, just like, I want to say nostal- nostalgic, mm-hmm. nostalgia, um, I kind of just remind myself, like, if I'm getting overwhelmed, this is a body memory and I am safe and oh, I am I understand. Well. And usually that's where a lot of anxiety comes from, or at least a lot of my anxiety will come from that. So I just have to remind myself of where I am, that I'm safe, Um, like little things. That's actually why I loved having pink hair for a while, and I'm probably going to go back to it soon. But um, it like love pink. (laughs) It's really nice to like look down sometimes and see that like I've, I can look down and see like this is like where I am now, and like I'm safe and it's a soothing, safe color for you. Mm Let's go back to love. I love love. Me too. <laughs> I'm such a homeless romantic. Um, I saw that you reposted, I think, something that your friend wrote that said, often part of the secret is knowing when you have found love mm-hmm. and committing to it. Mm-hmm. Have you found love? I feel like I do. I ha- hmm. That's actually a very deep question in a way. I say that because although I do feel like I have found love, I feel like I've mostly found it in myself. Beautiful. I feel like I always have to think like that in a way Mm -hmm. because, you know, we're with ourselves every day and you have to like love yourself first and foremost before you can give that love out. Absolutely. And learn to receive it, which is something I was, was and have been working on a lot. I am so happy you said that. Because part of the prayer that I say every day, there's three different parts of it that mention understanding and accepting how to receive. Mm -hmm. Because most people talk about giving, but nobody really lets themselves receive properly, which is a huge part of giving as well. Exactly. So I will send you this prayer. It's, It's completely changed my life. Just accepting myself and accepting help for people like us who have been surviving on our own for so long yeah. i moved out at 16 i don't know if you knew that oh i didn't know that and i don't necessarily come from a broken home or you know i always felt like there was a lot of love but similar to you i felt like i was stronger on my own mm. i didn't want a burden and i felt like the independence was more useful for everyone mm. you know um, so receiving is a big part of that, right? Yeah. Receiving help, it receiving it's so love. It's hard to receive. Yes, because we're like, I can handle everything on my own. I don't need anyone. But like, it's like, oh, actually, I'm handling it in here. Do you need anything? Yeah, it's a coping mechanism, yeah. right? 
Um, well, the reason I also love that passage that you reposted, that's just the one little part, but the committing part. So you've been in a three-year relationship? Um, yeah, like three, four. So that's commitment. You're so young. It's like your whole LA trajectory. It is actually, but it's also um, very, I feel like having met this person at 19, it's been very open and okay, very beautiful. like fluid so that we, there is that freedom of realizing how young we both are and also being open about it to where it's like, oh, I know that I love you. I know I want to be with you and I know I don't want to be with anyone else, but we choose to come back to each other. Mm, that's very mature. You know, I always say to my friends, we can make our own rules. Mm -hmm. I've had similar setups, if you will. And I know that it's not for everyone, but everyone's different. And we don't have to conform to old boyfriend, girlfriend standards and rules and sexual preferences, and yeah. you know, because that's not fun. Yeah. And that's not individualized. Why do we all have to? We all like different foods. Why do we all have to love the same way? Yeah, exactly. You know, so I'm so glad that you said that. And you identify as straight? No, I identify as like pan. That's so there beautiful. was another thing I read once. It was like on Tumblr. And I think it was like demisexual or like it's like romantic. I could be completely wrong. I could have okay. the words wrong. But it was like you fall in love with people based on like like if you feel like romance or something like that. You have to be in love with. I don't know the word actually, but I, I would identify as like pansexual. I wouldn't make it too complicated. I need to learn about this other thing. <laughs> it sounds interesting. Right? That's me. <laughs> no, that's great. Now me adding it to my bio. <laughs> no. Okay, that's beautiful. I also recently learned a slight sidebar, but I just recently learned about paganism. Oh, yeah. Which is a I religion that God is in everything. God is in all natural beings and living energy. Yes. And I was like, ah, I, that just got my like blood going. I'm going to learn that a it's little amazing. bit about that more. I yeah, love right? paganism. Yeah. I, when I was in, I want to say like science class, like chemistry when I was younger, um, I remember learning about atoms and immediately my life changed. And I was like, wait, so that means everything around us is living. Mm -hmm. And we, if we are living, if we're made of atoms, this is made of atoms, this is made of atoms. Everything is, even the air that we're walking through is made of atoms. And therefore everything is living. So we must treat everything with like love and dignity because we're, that's, this is a reflection of myself. It's the if my home and the places I'm at, if I can leave them more beautiful, you know, that's me taking care of myself and source and others and like mm -hmm. things I care about and everything's connected, so. Totally. And then also when you're aware of all that and you're grateful, the cycle mm -hmm. continues. And it just gets like, we just raise the vibration. Yes. <laughs> I am constantly on good days. I have mostly good days, I will say, but I always will say to my friends, I'm vibrating so high today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm attracting everything I want. So I'm very it's familiar. True, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I asked about the commitment because you just strike me as someone who values deep connection that's built over time rather yeah. than like quick flings, you know? So I, I do. I value deep connection, but I love like getting to know people, even if it's just for a moment. I'm like, oh wow, like this, like there's so much to learn from people, even in just like a little bit. But I'm also really shy. Yeah. Like, so it takes me a second to get to know people. So I do value like deep connections yeah. and really getting to know people and people getting to know me because I'm not the easiest to get to know immediately unless I'm like a little bit drunk. <laughs> Fair, but that's what alcohol is for. But I think that 
it's okay for you to be guarded given the upbringing you've had, right? It's, it's hard to trust people. Yeah. So that's okay. And then make them work for it. Yeah. It's like, kind of fun sometimes. Yeah. Because then you could tell people when people really care. And yeah. When they like, I think a lot of people, especially in LA, also appreciate it because you're not just, um, I feel like it's so easy to give everything all at once when you know who people are, but it's like, oh, what does that matter? Like, you know, who anyone is, like we're all one. And mm-hmm. it's like nice when you're like, oh, I do or I don't like that. And I think people appreciate that because it's real. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they take the time to learn and care. Mm-hmm. I love connecting with people, but I always pay special attention to the ones that I have to work a little harder. You know, I'm like, OK, what's under there? <laughs> I love it, but it's just fun for me. I saw that you did Bad Bunny's music video. <laughs> oh, my God, was he so fun to work with? He actually wasn't on set. For the music video. Diva. I know. Like, no, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, Diva's not an insult. I love Divas. Yeah, right? I would love to be one one day. <laughs> We're Divas in training. Bad Bunny, give us some tips. <laughs> so waiting. he wasn't there, but the set was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And you were playing an angel. Yeah. You were you were just living life. I was living my best life. They like put me in an angel outfit, like angel wings, dream, like angel wings of my dreams. Yeah. Because of I've always like when I was younger, I wanted to do Victoria's Secret Runway, and then they put me in the Victoria's Secret wings, and I was like, this is me living my dream. And they let me like eat cake at the end of it because I had a scene where I was like hitting the cake, I guess, and like, like, it was so interesting. It was just. It was, oh, I think I hit the mic. No, you're good. <laughs> it, was, it was fun, and the cake was good. And that opportunity happened because of my friend Aiden. I Aiden Cullen? Might, yeah. He's a director, no? Yeah. yeah. He was yeah like, he's so oh, talented. He's like, I have this idea, and I think you'd be perfect for it. And, like, they would love this. Incredible. Super. Yeah, it was just. Visionary. Um, yeah, it was great. It came out so perfect. And I think, um, I want to say one of the directors or something from euphoria was a part of it so i thought that was really cool oh my god incredible i don't know the actually see those are the kinds of things though you should pay attention to if you're act if you're yeah. interested in acting hey because <laughs> like hey by the way <laughs> i'm cute <laughs> and naturally talented you just never know just honestly every time i'm on set my main goal is to be kind to everyone mm-hmm. and learn about their art Mm-hmm. right because it's not like what can this person do for me but yeah. what can we create together in the future yeah exactly it's always how i've approached modeling as well like every set i'm like okay here we go i gotta take photos today but oh who's this makeup artist yeah who's the stylist and like how what are we gonna make together later you know mm-hmm. so i think that's super important in music video settings too yeah it was like i was so excited to see how it because i didn't actually know what i was so I went in for a different shot that I thought I was going to be doing, and they switched it. And I was like, oh, what a surprise. So I ended up on set longer, but I got to do some of the best, like, like just being in. I think that was some of the, it was very profound work. Because when I watched it back, like, once it was finished, I was like, wow, this is, like, a really beautiful, like, beautifully written song and beautifully made video. And it really tells a story totally. within, like, the song. And I love music videos like that that have, like, a story to them. It was so cinematic. Mm-hmm. And then the song, like, I speak Spanish, so I was, like, listening to it, and I was like, you oh, my God. You speak Spanish. I do. <laughs> so English and Spanish. Beautiful. And, like, one through ten in Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> Talents. <laughs> Should we do a little rapid fire? Yeah, let's And do have it. some fun? Let's have some fun. Okay, rapid fire. Are you ready? I think so. <laughs> what are you addicted to? Mm, I think I'm addicted to... 
I love rom-coms, like rom-com shows, rom-com movies, romantic movies, cheese, guilty pleasure. Cheese. And flowers. <laughs> flowers. Those are great addictions. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what global causes are you passionate about? Um, I'm really passionate about women and children and LGBTQ rights and climate change. And I want to say BLM. Totally. I saw that you worked with Pengaya. Pengaya, yeah. And you planted a million trees. <laughs> well, like, they did. Like, who are you? <laughs> That's so fun. But you were a part of the initiative. I was. It was, yeah. It was really cool. Um, they're amazing. They were so great to work with. And just their mission is, like, um, it's a, towards, like, a better environment. In fact, a little, whoa. A better environmentally friendly world. Totally. Um, it's nice. <laughs> and also trees allow us to breathe, so yeah, we need them. I love trees. Yeah. They're so mystical. They bring vibrations higher. We could breathe. So many different reasons. And that you could talk to them and they're just like... I'm trying not to nerd out, but I'm <laughs> like such a big tree person. Love trees. Like the main reason I meet, moved to the area I live in is because of the trees. No, I literally had a dream before I moved into the area that... Yes. We live in no stalkers, <laughs> no stalkers. <laughs> but um, it was so funny because before I had even seen it, um, before I went to the house, I had a dream about it a few weeks prior. The house, and, mm-hmm. and there was tre- the trees that are in the backyard. Um, I had a dream of like all of us doing like microdosing, and I think you cool. were in it actually. I think you. I was up. there. Yeah, of course I was there <laughs> doing mushrooms. It was like you, me, Amina, Sarah. I think Sophia, and then like we were, I think Selena too for some reason. Wow. We were all just like microdosing. The gang. We were just like outside staring at the tree. And then there was like karaoke. <laughs> cool. I love it. We gotta make this a reality, a real memory. I think it like, no, it didn't happen yet, but it, it felt like it did. They did it and didn't invite me. <laughs> no, we it's didn't do cool. the microdosing. No, you can do whatever you want. I'll, I'll, always, I'll always support you. <laughs> do you want children? Um, not right now, but eventually I think I'd be a good mom. I think I'd be a great mom, but I'm also like working through my own things and I want to be sure that like any like ancestral generational things are like healed Healed. on my side so that if I bring children into the world that they don't have to worry about them. They could just frolic and have the best time ever. They're not inherited. They're not inheriting your trauma. Yeah, basically. I wish everyone thought that way. Me too. <laughs> yeah. We probably inherited some ancestral trauma. Yeah. There's this thing my therapist told me, and it's called um, ancest- like um, legacy bonding or something like that. And basically, when you feel like um, there's like a trauma that you, you, or a feeling that you carry, like whether it's distrust or um, like you always feel like someone's betraying you and you mm. always feel like you have to do something to like, like guard yourself and you're like looking to people's things sometimes like if you like I look back into it and I was like oh I've had people do that to me when I was younger all the time like they would go through my things go through my phones go through my diaries different things and I didn't understand why I would feel like an urge to be like oh like let me check like in my last relationship they were like oh like I would check their iPad or whatever and then I was like well, I feel, this is not me like I don't care about this type mm. of stuff and I remember they would go through my stuff too and then and then I talked to my therapist and she was like, oh, you know, there's this thing called legacy bonding. And basically you pick up um, trauma that has been passed down for generations. And it's like a legacy. Like you feel like you kind of owe it to the person before you to continue that 
and like to keep it's like a protection thing that hold that pain and then like once mm-hmm. you learn to heal it you can and i feel like i've learned to heal it or at yeah. least i've been working on it because i've so far i feel like more trusted in myself so yeah. i don't have to like the fact that you're conscious of it is you're 60 percent healed yeah just to understand that that's what you were doing because of something else Mm -hmm. like most people can't be retrospective like that and look at themselves and understand when they're doing something wrong and that it needs to be fixed yeah you know it's like because you feel it like i would feel it inside and i was like i didn't like when anyone would do this to me like why do i feel this urge and it was like it doesn't feel like me it doesn't feel connected to who i am at the core Mm -hmm. or to any of my beliefs and yeah when i talked to her about it i was like yeah, you're just very in tune. <laughs> I Thank love you. it. So are you. <laughs> Thank you. It's a burden. <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> yeah, I'm tired. No, no, it's okay. Uh, what is your favorite genre of music? Indie alternative and bedroom pop. Ooh, yes, bedroom pop. I love that. I've never really oh, heard that. and R&B. I okay, love R&B. <laughs> bedroom pop. Yeah, you are like lo-fi bedroom pop. Yeah, I love, oh, lo-fi. I didn't even add lo-fi. Yeah. I have, like, a, I love music. Like, I want to say, like, I have, like, a mixture of, like, there's, like, Mac Miller, and then there's Hosier, and then yeah. there's, um, like, Mitski, and who else? Frank, oh, Kid Cudi. I um, love Kid Cudi. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like everyone should have a broad music fascination at least you know just appreciate it all i totally agree with that why not yeah it's like people that are picky with their food i'm like why yeah you're missing out like veggies are delicious yeah (laughs) ketchup and bun is not good (laughs) um that's so silly if you could pick a different career path what would it be i think when i was younger i thought i was gonna be like i think I'd, i'd actually be a really good lawyer or like a really good psychiatrist or even like good in the criminal justice system or um when i was younger i I wanted to be like everything (laughs) like um i could have been like a good politician like i think i'd make like really good choices for i support you i'm voting is that is <laughs> no it's okay yeah i, I thought don't you think would... i want to get involved in all of that no no no, you don't i thought that you were gonna say veterinarian oh no i could not be a veterinarian i cannot do like i could never be a veterinarian or like That's i would weird. be like oh marine biology but then i was like i'm not a great swimmer and i'm kind of i respect the ocean so i'm scared of it out of respect i'm not a great swimmer <laughs> <laughs> as if biologists are just like <laughs> that's what i imagine that's really funny (laughs) um well i think you'd be great at all those careers thank you what is your go-to motto or mantra Mm. hmm i have a few i love mantras um but i'm gonna say like there's two of them one of them is treat people with kindness and how um i don't want to say how you want to be treated because i think sometimes you i learned i've treated people how i want to be treated but that doesn't necessarily mean they are going to learn anything from that and not that, that it's my job to teach people but i definitely think it's important to, for people to know how to treat you mm-hmm. so i treat people like the same way they treat me but with a lot more like i'll turn the other cheek and walk away if i have to you have no problem i guess being the bigger person then yeah yeah i don't mind and so at, in the past i was like oh like i would just apologize on other people's behalfs and then I was like that's not my job 
yeah. I don't need to do that. But I'm still going to treat people with kindness, and sometimes kindness is walking away totally. and not um, engaging further and, like, bringing out those sides of each other. And sometimes it is bringing out those sides of each other because sometimes those things need to come out so that they could be in the light. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think my other favorite mantra or motto, motto? motto yeah, <laughs> would be, like, um, there's this, like, William Shakespeare saying from Hamlet, and oh. I think if I remember it correctly, it's like, doubt the stars are fire, doubt the sun doth move, doubt the truth to be a liar, but never doubt I love. And it's just so beautiful because it shows you that like doubt, you could have doubt, but mm-hmm. it's not, that's, doubt is not gonna get you to where what you love. Like your love is always gonna be there. And you know, you could always have that doubt, but you should always, you know, trust. And like, I don't know, I felt like it was very deep. Um, I relate to that so much just because yesterday I realized that with every big decision or every new venture, every new relationship, endeavor, there's always a lot of resistance, right? And that's that's fear. And so relating to you, it's like there's this doubt but and it's always gonna be there Mm -hmm. but there's love on the other side you know what i mean like doubt is not the part that makes you happy it's the part that you can feel it it's the same way i'm gonna stay on doubt but like it's like doubt should motivate you more than like make you feel less than it's there it's always gonna be there but you don't have to like you should care for it and be like oh don't worry Mm -hmm. you you can you can doubt like it's its own property but it's loved and like yeah. it brings you closer to yourself yes everything that's important to you will always feel a little bit scary which yeah. is that right because it's important yeah. and it, it means stuff now we're getting older so our choices really matter exactly like with what you're telling me like what where both of us come from and how yeah. you know we ha- like the things that we've been through there was so much doubt in the decisions that actually propelled us forward like walking away from things but you know that's not where if we had just only listened to the doubt, we wouldn't be where we wanted to be. Absolutely. And we wouldn't feel the love that we feel within ourselves and the love that we've, you know, gained for ourselves because we followed our hearts. And yeah, it's just a beautiful saying. No, I agree. I really like that. I would have never thought of that quote in that way. So thank you for opening it up. It's also very romantic. Yeah. <laughs> what are you most proud of? I'm most proud of my ideas and the way that I create and what I create specifically. I feel really proud of that. And I'm really proud of myself for being like, um, I feel like for being the best version that I can be and being like a learning to be a role model slowly but surely because I have um, like a, there's definitely a younger audience that also looks up to me. And it's kind of nice because I feel like I can be that person for them that I didn't have and I'm happy to do that. That's so beautiful. You said in one of your YouTube videos you were talking about achieving self-love, and I loved that you used the word achieve because it's this ever-evolving feat, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. And I think that you preach that or you exude that to your audience, especially like you just, you spread love. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's all I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the more love that there is, you know, there's always going to be the opposite, the opposing. We're always going to feel that. But there's like a balance. And then when 
there's the balance. You could let love overflow a little bit, and it's nice. Fill your cup. Yeah. Beautiful. What would you say to your younger self? I would tell her to trust her intuition and keep going, and that she's loved, and she is... She's loved, and she's going to be safe. Mm-hmm. It's all going to work out. It's all going to work out. Absolutely. That's actually what I used to tell myself when I was little. I felt like my higher self always talking to my younger self, being like, don't worry. You're not going to be here forever. You're going to be a big, fancy model in L.A. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. What is most important to you now? There's so many things that I care about, actually. I think what's important to me now is... Um, being a good friend, being a good person, um, taking care of myself and the environment around me and letting myself be myself. And that that allows others to be themselves. So yeah, I think that's very important to me. Being a good friend got me. <laughs> I don't think I've been a very good friend lately. That's okay. We all have those moments. I've had a lot of those moments. But then I also, because you can recognize it. Yeah. You already being a better friend. Yeah. Sometimes I just be drowning. Feel that. Uh, what new projects are you excited to share with the world? I am so excited. I'm happy. This is like my favorite question. Yeah. I'm- Mine too, actually. <laughs> I could have wait. I am about to release an EP that I've been working on for two, three years, actually. How many songs? It's seven songs. Oh, she's been busy. Yeah. And when are you releasing it? I'm releasing it on the 21st of June. Right after your birthday? Mm -hmm. My birthday is on the 18th of June, and I'm actually releasing two songs before then. Oh, singles. Mm -hmm, Before. So I just released Sabrina Fair. Love her. And two of the songs that are going to come out. I don't know if I should say the names. I could. I <laughs> One of them is called I Miss You So Much, and that's coming out on the 7th. Who are and we missing? We are missing on the 14th. Comes out, um, I think it's called I Love You. No, who, who's the song about? Oh. <laughs> I was so confused too. No, no, you go on. Um, I Miss You So Much is... Um, it was, it's about someone that I was missing a lot. Okay. And um, I was actually really sad. I think they had hurt me really bad that when I wrote it. And it was actually a really sad song at first. And, you know, there's a quote, a very famous quote by the Beatles. It's actually a song. And it's like, take a sad song and make it better. Mm-hmm. And so that's what happened with that song. It was a really sad song. And... Now it's a very beautiful song that you can listen to and you could feel good and feel love and realize that, you know, even when you miss someone, you can still, like, it's a beautiful feeling to get to miss someone. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's it's very, I think one of my favorite lines in it, I will just share it. It's, um, it's like, I miss you so much. I wish I could touch you. And if I knew how, I'd know how to love you. Can I hear it sung? <laughs> Um, sure. I, I can give you a some Okay. <laughs> um, I miss you so much. I wish I could touch you. And if I knew much, I'd know how to love you. 
catch you. <laughs> I wish I could touch you. <laughs> I'm messing with that. You know I'm a fan, so I'm gonna have that in repeat. I think you're gonna like this one a lot. I think no, this I'm is personally like my favorite. Can't um, wait. And then, poppy too. It is. It's a little poppy. It's mm-hmm. dreamy. It's poppy. It's like bedroom pop. Beautiful. Um, I can't wait to make the video to it. Yeah. <laughs> and so what was the second single? The second single is called I Love You. Okay, so we have I Miss You So Much and I Love You as singles mm-hmm. dropping before the EP drops yeah. on June 21st. Yes. And what did you tell me about the 21st? The 21st is Spring Summer Equinox. Interesting. I've never even heard of that. So it's kind of a paganism, it's a paganism uh, holiday. Okay, great. And it's, or pagan holiday, I don't know why I yeah. said it so wrong. <laughs> we don't know anything. <laughs> but it's uh, celebrated to, so there's always an equinox between, I believe there's one in March, there's one in June, there's one in September, and there's another one, oh, in, I want to say, I want to say in October, or November, but, I think it's November. But June 21st is the special one, because yeah. it's also Sab's. EP release. Yeah, that's What's right. What's the EP called? It's called Hafrin. Hafrin? Mm-hmm. What's that mean? So Hafrin in Celtic times, it was um, the original name of Sabrina. Your mind is like. <laughs> I love doing research. I was like, you know, we're only born with so much information, so I used as much as I could to get to know myself and my um, my life path number seven. So that's why the I miss you so much comes out on the seventh, and every song after seven days each and seven songs on the album that is so special so june 7th is i miss you so much mm-hmm. i can't wait and then wow <laughs> and then yeah so Hafrin is um based on that based on the name sabrina which is the story of a legendary princess who was drowned by her stepmother gwendolyn and it tells like it's a tale and it's really beautiful and the other songs on it i'm so excited to, for it to be heard because i have so many more songs coming out over the summer but i just really want to focus on this one because so you've excited. been so busy yeah <laughs> i'm so proud of you thank you oh my goodness there's so many more things i want to talk to you about but i know we have to go <laughs> sabrina yeah, we could talk over lunch or yes please <laughs> you're literally in my tribe now yeah me too you know i just i'm so you mean so much to me you being here means so much to me thank you for being brave and bold and open and trusting me to help share your story. Of course, thank you for having me. I feel, thank you for sharing with me too. I feel like I learned so much about you as well. Man, <laughs> I'm about to ruin the shot. <laughs> Sabrina, you are such a joy. What a good person. I feel so lucky to just know you. Me too, I feel the exact same way. My first guest. <laughs> My favorite podcast so far. <laughs> thank you, babe. Don't tell the other ones I said that. <laughs> <laughs> this is What's Their At. With Sabrina Zada, Pasavis, <laughs> now one of my best friends ever. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Yay.